0: This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at FBE.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. USMCA is headed to the president's desk. After the deal was passed through the House in December and through the Senate last week, Senate pro tempore Chuck Grassley signed off on the deal today, sending the language to the White House for final U.S. approval. Earlier this week, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue said there's still a couple of options up in the air for where and when President Donald Trump will sign off on the deal.
1: We've talked about doing it in several states. Obviously, uh, uh, I don't, I can't answer that. I don't know that's really been uh, definitively determined yet at this point in time. But I think he would, uh, as you can tell, he likes to get out into farm country. This is a big deal for uh, for agriculture as a whole, and I imagine it will be. Uh, signed probably in maybe multiple states around the country.
0: The U.S. and Mexico have now taken action to clear the deal, leaving only Canada for complete ratification of the renegotiated agreement. Farm Bureau delegates voted to support the continuation of the market facilitation program at their annual convention this week. The move puts the nation's largest farm organization behind another round of trade mitigation payments first rolled out by the Trump administration in 2018. It's still up in the air whether or not there will be a 2020 iteration of the program. John Newton is Farm Bureau's chief economist. He says how the China phase one deal unfolds will be critical in determining whether or not
1: another round of the program is needed. I think folks are going to continue to monitor this. Uh, it's, it's real important uh, for the demand side of U.S. ag in 2020. Uh, the uncertainty is we're going to add 20 million acres back in corn and soybeans this year because those went unplanted. Uh, due to prevent planting and the historic rainfall. So, you've got a race between supply and demand in 2020, and, and at this point, we really don't know who's going to win. But if demand wins, I think you could see prices better for farmers and the need for an MFP3 uh, would be less. He says language used during
0: the Phase one signing ceremony about Chinese purchases being based on market conditions needs to be better understood.
1: If you have a situation where U.S. prices are out of line with world prices, Market conditions means I can take my purchases elsewhere and, and generally these commodity prices follow each other pretty closely when it's a, a homogeneous product in the global trade. Uh, so I, I think it's just one of the things that we're going to have to monitor you know, over the next two years. The administration
0: has not yet offered a timeline on when a decision about a 2020 program might be made. Purdue has been consistent in telling producers not to count on another round of payments. Biodiesel producers are now able to take advantage of a long-expired tax credit. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more.
2: Biodiesel producers can start applying for refunds for the biodiesel tax credit. Kurt Kovarek is National Biodiesel Board's Vice President of Federal Affairs. Kavark worked last year to get the $1 per gallon tax credit for biodiesel and renewable diesel extended through 2022.
3: Lifting this cloud from the industry and providing this prospective three years of certainty, I'm hopeful that you know, these capital projects and expansions that people have been talking about, that they shelved, uh, will be put back, in, back into motion.
2: The tax credit expired at the end of 2017. Some 10 biodiesel plants across the country are still temporarily shut down or pausing production – but Kavark hopes these plants will soon be able to reopen.
3: Granted, it's going to take a little bit of time, but the fact of the matter is, the last two times the tax credit was in place at the beginning of the year, the industry expanded by about an average of 400 million gallons during that calendar year. That's significant in terms of economic impact, rural economy jobs, uh, added value to a bushel of soybeans.
2: Kavark cautioned, though, market conditions will determine when these plants come back online. At the National Biodiesel Conference in Tampa, for AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nally. Finally today, cultured protein
0: producer Memphis Meats says it plans to begin construction of a pilot production facility. A spokesperson for the company says this represents a shift from a focus on research to a focus on bringing products to consumers. However, there's no firm date for a product launch as the company awaits a finalized regulatory framework for the technology. USDA and FDA plan to jointly regulate cultured protein, but are still ironing out specifics of how that oversight will work. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.